Ladies and gentlemen, this is the 21st episode of Concerned Dabs Podcast. I am your host, Katie M. Kane. Tuning in shortly is my co-host, Will Terps. Tonight's guest, ladies and gentlemen, is Johnny Walker from Johnny Walker Green. Can you hear us, Johnny? Absolutely, sir. It's good to be here. All right, dude. I'm thankful we we got your book for the show. Shout out to Jess and production for making that happen. He's the man. Um, I uh, didn't want to talk to you too much before you came on, man, because I, I I dig just having the interview be kind of natural. You know what I mean? So just let it flow. I get it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I have these cookie cutter questions I sent you earlier. Uh, I need to open this back up here. I saw him, but I'll be doing it on the fly. I didn't practice anything. Oh, no. kind of guy too. Yeah, it's all good, man. If you want to talk about something different, it's it's just an outline, man. It just helps me uh, move the, the the podcast forward for for the time. Oh, it's your show, guys. I'm here. I'm here to here to satisfy. Okay, I, I know I already introduced you, but can you please state your name, location, and company, and whether you're a rec or medical? My name is Johnny Walker. That's N N I E, not Y. Just for those you know, who yeah. anybody wants to look me up, they type in Y. Doesn't come up. I'm in Washington State. I'm a medically licensed grower with a 60 plant co-op, multiple, excuse me, multiple 60 plant co-ops and medical only. I I entered into the rec field for a very short period of time. In my opinion, it's a racket. It's yeah. the stores don't pay the growers at all what they're worth, and they just tax the hell out of the customer. And so many of these larger companies, I'm not naming names, I don't care who's who, but guys that have, you know, tens of millions of dollars in in the rec industry pay or compensate in some way testing facilities and say, oh yeah, this this breed of Synex is 32.1%. You know, I have my stuff tested, it's like 29.7, 28.9, whatever. And I don't know, the rec field is just not for me. It's it's not if I ever did get back in it, I'd probably be an oil producer or distillate producer, but I'm not gonna be a flower production person in the rec weed ever again. No doubt, man. I uh I worked for my uncle up there in Seattle the year twenty thirteen when he was still medical. And then twenty fourteen Oregon changed their laws to where medical dispensaries started opening. So I landed a couple jobs at home in portland so uh i i kind of didn't go up as much in 2014 when he went wreck but after they took down their first crop i went and helped them trim that and it was dope man it was it was still super dope work out of the warehouse just licensed to be in stores now. and uh i think he only stuck with it for like a year or two man and he kind of said the same thing like that I, he was uh, three partners in a company, and I think he just sold his his part of it after a couple of years because it was just like this is bullshit, man. Like this isn't yeah. worth it, you know what I mean? So I think he's just doing medical now too, because there's you it's know not there's medicals still, where the money's at. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Go ahead. There's a oh no, there's still patients who need medicine. You know what I mean? And the rec shops, like you say, are taxing like a motherfucker. 
And it's like, if that's your medicine and you need to use it every day, you can't really pay yeah. that price plus, plus tax. You know what I mean? And it's a much yeah. better situation for you to have a grower grow it for you because then you just get your, your medicine every month without having to go to the store and pay for it, you know? Yeah, my clientele, when they deal with me, they're not the guy that makes the seeds. I'm the guy that makes the clones. I'm the guy that grows it. I'm the, it's not me personally that trims it. You know, it was my ex. Now, it'll, now it's, you know, people that come over to my house and trim, they have the confidence of knowing there's no pesticides, chemicals, crap in their stuff. It's grown by me, trimmed by me, cured by me, one-stop shop. Everything no, else yeah. I do is all medical. It's not because that's where the money's at, because recreational, that really is where the money's at. But that's where all the, I won't use the word corruption, but that's where all the shit happens. You know, all the, let's make more money. Let's fool the customer when this stuff's 18% and they're tagging it at 29 or 31. And, you know, just weed sits on the shelf for a year now instead of three months. They get to... Yeah. They get to cut the top bud of something, give a, a product testing company an eighth of weed, and that's good for, I believe, is good for a year now of pesticide-free, powder mildew-free, chemical-free, everything else. And they've got a year to sit on the shelf. My stuff just flies out the door. It yeah. barely gets cured and it's gone. Yeah. I, I've seen people post online, too, that I don't fuck with that street weed no more. I'm just like... I mean, there's there's still medical growers that didn't go wreck that are really talented. You know what I mean? So a lot yeah. of those talented people are still just doing it medically because it's uh yeah, it does move faster when people need their medicine and something's working and it's it's good work, man. And keep rocking yeah, with it. For me, is it's not the moving faster thing. It's the taking care of people thing. Honestly, like I said, the the money is not in the medical. They've they've screwed up so bad that. The medical field is, that's not, you're not, you know, you're not going to make a million dollars a year. In rec, you will make, you know, five, ten million dollars a year. Medical, you're not going to do that. But it's a one-to-one, -one, you know, person-to-patient relationship. As in, people come to me, they can try a bowl of something and say, no, that's not for me. They can buy yeah. something. If they don't like it, they can bring it back and swap it out and say, hey, you know, I smoked a little. Can you swap me for something else? Which seldom ever happens. But you come to me, you try stuff. You don't like it, you try something else. You know, you just keep trying every string you have until you find the one that works for you. You can't do that in a store. You can't return it a store. They have, I've personally seen a couple of the medically licensed places. There might be one of them here that is has some knowledge, but they're not, they're just not in tune. They're just, they're bud tenders, which is great, but they're not the type of people that say, okay, what type of pain do you have? You know, do you have neuropathy? Do you have, uh, bone pain, you have muscle pain, you know, know what weed works for what, you know, generally speaking, not everyone's the same, but they're yeah. just here to sell you something, not to really yeah. help you. I agree, man. Like as a bud tender too, that was always my goal. It was like, what is, you know, what's your mission? That's what I would ask people. Exactly. You know, stoned and screwed up. I've got stuff that'll do that. You want to yeah. go to sleep at night? I've got stuff that'll do that. You got back pain. I got stuff that helps that. Do you still have to go to work? Because I got stuff that, uh, you know, still yeah. keep you awake and not fuck you up so much. Yeah. <laughs> if you got a high-paced job and you still want to smoke, try Synex. It helps. Yeah. Yeah, man. That's I wrote almost the whole album of material off of that strain of weed, man. <laughs> that's when I started learning the difference between sativa and indica. And I was like, oh, there's a big difference. 
that's why I smoke so much of that probably is because I'm trying to get sedated and it's it's making me fucking want to do shit. You know what I mean? So I was like, that's okay, man, because it, it works for that, you know? Yep, cynics is a motivating marijuana. Yeah. Um, so we handled that first cookie cutter question, Johnny. Uh, my next one is how long have you been in cultivation? Legally or other? Well, I mean, whatever you're comfortable with sharing. Um, limitations has passed on anything illegal, then please share. And and if not, and if not, then you can just mention it. I'm good. I I got busted back in Indy in 2011. There's a double jeopardy. So as far as the first plant I ever grew, uh, 15 years old was my first seed I ever popped. I mean, I did tomatoes, um, you know, just a general garden. I've always been a a person to grow things. And uh, I just thought, well, you know, everybody wants weeds, so I'll try that. Obviously, I had no knowledge. There weren't books and education. I mean, I'm old, so obviously there was no YouTube or anything like that. But uh, 15 years old is my first, uh, you know, seed to pop in an upside-down plastic terrarium made out of a two-liter pop bottle back when they had the bottoms on them still. <laughs> and uh, obviously, I didn't do very well at that, so that didn't go anywhere. I just just figured I'd give it a try. Yeah. I didn't really get into growing heavily until my most recent ex about, I don't know, probably 12 and a half years ago. She was a pothead. She was getting weed from nefarious characters, let's say, back in Indy. It's, it's, if you think Idaho is bad, Indy is beyond zero tolerance. You got a baggie that smells like weed, you're going to jail. Damn. You got, a, you got a roach paper with no weed in it, you're going to jail. And I was growing in this place in a four-by-eight tent and inevitably got busted after several years of doing Growing aeroponics, building my own systems, innovating, doing everything my way and doing it right, I'd say 12 and a half years. Damn, that's tight. So you do aeroponics too? I actually design and build all my own triple redundancy aeroponic systems that are RDWC, NFT, and aeroponic with uh, zero wattage chillers that are just light years ahead of anything else that I mean, you can't find. If you took every system on the market, and I'm not trying to bl- blow my own horn or brag. It's just a simple no, matter no. of physics. If you took every system on the market and combined them, you still wouldn't have 30 or 40% of what I build. That's tight, bro. It's cool that you got the game to create your own gear, man. Cause uh, I've only met like two people like shaking hands with or or talk to that grow aeroponically. And I'm like, fuck, that shit's hard, man. You know what I mean? It's like, actually you really easy. That I'm like, you gotta I'm have control to of your environment. So I'd like much respect oh, yeah. to you, dude. I'm telling you, I'm not failing, but I'm learning. It's it's an experience from going aeroponics to soil i've, I've never really done soil and yeah. certainly never done organic soil and i'm doing it it's working i'm just very much in the trial and error phase okay yeah man that that's my game bro like i made my soil from scratch like the past three or four years that i grew i did and not want to be a cookie cutter person i didn't want to go buy what do you call that a uh, pro mix or whatever so yeah i started yeah. with with the worm casting soil guy and perlite and cocoa and 
whatever the other is, um, just standard soil. I mix my own ratios. I try this, I try that, you know, more of this, more of that. I use down to earth, dry, dry amendments, nutrients. I'm learning. No doubt. Uh, if you ever go to Portland, Oregon, bro, there's this store called Concentrate. And even if you don't go there, you can look at their website and they have a, a sheet of stuff that you can order and the amendments, you can get like 50 pound bags of whatever you want. And uh, I, I don't know. I just like rocking with them because the other cool part about making the soil was it was way cheaper than buying it by the bag at the store. You know what I mean? So it might be a little bit cheaper on my end, but the products I, I use, honestly, I think it works out. I might save 25%, but I didn't want to be a, I wanted to, I wanted to be a build it, not buy it person. So yeah. if one strain didn't like as much aeration <laughs> or one strain had a little bit of a calcium deficiency, I could, you know, drop the cocoa ratio down or anything of that nature. I just wanted to, same with aeroponics. When I, when I do something, I'm not buying a system. I'm building it, starting from scratch, learning from the ground up, not just jumping in as a buy everything. I don't know what the word is for that, but. You like a race car driver that Will, just drives, doesn't build his own car? Not Will, Will has a term for that. We got Will with us now. He calls him Chads, I think. I Yo, how's it going, man? Yeah, sorry, guys. I was looking for my charger earlier. <laughs> but yeah, Chads. Chads of the that's, that's, that's the person you're describing is Chads. Uh, yeah, Chads. I know what a Chud is, but what's a Chad? Yeah, Chad what's a Chad, is, Will? A Chad is a person who has came into the cannabis industry um, that knows nothing about it. That's just in it to make a quick buck, you know, often has, yeah, oftentimes yeah. has a lot of, has a lot of money behind them. So AKA a lot of these big companies with people who've never tried cannabis yet, they're investing a bunch of money into like huge warehouses and this and stuff. Those are chads. It's a business, not a passion. I get it. Yes. Yes. Yeah, I meet a lot of those people, not so much in the cannabis industry, but in, you know, I, I build cars, I race trucks, I don't care to lower them anymore, but build cars, build bikes, build big trucks. And I get guys that are like, oh, I just, I just, I want to, I want a 12 second Mustang. I don't know if I want a Fox body. I don't know if I want an SN body. This is off topic, but it's the built, it's the bought, not built concept. You know, they just, they just want a car to race. They don't want to know anything about it. They don't want to care anything about it they just want to get it and drive it i get that you know rich kids i build cars for but not me man okay so uh my next uh well i guess that that kind of was answered already but if, if you want to talk about anything uh else that you're doing maybe nutrient lines that you've used before or more about the aeroponics dude because i'm interested in that but my next cookie cutter question is what sort of methods are you practicing in uh cultivation well, I mean, basically, I build my own systems, so that's that's the method I've used for the past, uh, you know, twelve or thirteen years. Uh, as we just you know just discussed, I'm breaking into the, or however you want to term it, uh, learning the organic soil growing. I'm not sure what you mean by methods. As far as do I use yeah. Gavita? Do I use yeah. Raptor? I'm not sure what you mean. Yeah, methods, man, like soil, hydro, aeroponics. Some guys do the the rock wool, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I did rock wool for a lot of years. I still use. I mean, rock wool is something. Start a plant in aeroponics. Um, I've seen guys do flood table stuff. I've done flood table stuff. You're not gonna. It's not gonna yield as well. And this is my opinion. I'm not saying this is fact. Um, 
there's a lot of algae issues. There's a lot of clogging issues. Yeah. The roots just, you know, the, there's there's root binding issues just like there is with any soil pot. I've got 200-gallon soil pots. I've got 100-gallon. I've got 45-gallon. And I've got ones that are actually in the ground. And it's just amazing to see the difference. I never knew, you know, before I started several months ago or six, five, six months ago doing uh, soil growing that root restriction, you know, bigger roots, bigger fruits. I never knew that was that big because in aeroponics, basically you have a six inch, eight inch, 10 inch, whatever rock will block you want to use. Clone goes in the rock will block, you know, roots branch from there. And from there, they just go straight down. And they go wherever they want. There is no root binding. There's no such thing as root. I mean, unless you can fill up a 55-gallon barrel, which, I mean, don't get me wrong. There's some big root balls that I've taken out that are, you know, 30, 40, 50 pounds. But there's yeah. no no possibility for root binding. So uh, to answer the question about rock wool, that's just a place that you, in my case, that's a place you start. You use rock wool. You put it in a net pot. You fill it up with hydrotons. Some people, some people pronounce it hydrot. They're little clay pebbles. Roots grow through that. There's a rain ring on top. There are high pressure and low pressure misters. And there's a bed of water in the bottom, which incorporates NFT, RDWC, and aeroponics. Tight. Hell yeah, man. Um, shit, that's dope. I, uh, I don't have any of that game, dude. Like when I learned indoor, it was soil with botanical. And then when I was outdoor, like, I I don't even think we used nutrients. The guy just had them in the ground, and he was out there in the mountains, so the soil was dope. But we had lots of mold issues when it would rain in September. So I started doing pots above ground and making my own soil. That was, like, 2014, I think, that summer. And I was just happy with the results afterwards. Like, yeah, man. And it felt good it. to, you know, like the, the smell and Do the taste. Just, yeah, man, I was just happy. And we had like five or six different guys on that co-op up in North Plains. And everybody was doing their own thing. And everybody was impressed. And everybody was doing it. I just made my compost tea out there. And we just had a drip system hooked up. And that was it, bro. Compost I need tea to learn water. compost. I I use uh, red wigglers for compost. Sorry if I jumped. Oh no, all good, bro. All good. I, I was done, bro. Go on, man. I, I want to hear more about what you're doing, man. With you know, I use red wigglers, uh, composting red wigglers, and um, I can't say that I have done a side by side. I've got one room that I'm going to do an absolute comparison: ten gallon fabric pots. Same exact uh, amendments, same nutrients, and everything. Same, you know, same strain. Uh, uh, what do you call it? A um, what is the term for that? Um, God, my brain's failing me. Same a single type, same cut. Same, same mother, same. What do they call that? Um, uh, this guy here will know the answer to that. Phenotype. Phenotype. Uh, no, I know that part, but I mean, doing only one strain in one room, singular, there's an actual term for that. Monocropping. Oh, thank you, monogrow. Yeah. Monocrop, that's it, monocrop. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to do a monocrop with the exact same amendments, same nutrients, same everything, same fat, every single thing, 
and use the red wigglers in, in half the room and not in the other half to see what makes a difference. I'm a really analytical person. I want to see what really does a trick, what doesn't. So whenever I do side-by-sides, I'll use Turpinator in one half and not the other. I'll use uh, GH Sweetener in one half and not the other. You know, do every single thing identical and see what was the trick. Yep. Hell yeah, man. Uh, trial and error is where it's at. And, like, doing yeah. that makes makes your game way tighter, dude. Way tighter. Without um, doing a monocrop, it is hard to do side-by-side. Side. No doubt. Yeah, and, man, getting your own genetics, too, because there was a guy that we were renting that property from, and he had his own uh, mother room. And some of that shit was tight, but a lot of it wasn't, so we all started bringing our own shit out there. We uh, only did it there, like, three years, and then we had to find new locations. So That's always was... hard, moving, moving big mothers. Yeah. Fortunately, I'm... Fortunately, I still have from five years ago here, nearly five years, when medical was still around and all the rec, or excuse me, all the med shops were still around. I still got the original Synex, Blue Dream, Granddaddy Purple, all the you know, old school, I guess you'd call it, or or not not old school Maui Wowie or Red Hair Skunk, but I mean I have those too. But I'm saying I've got the all the original medical strains that everybody really. Loved. And uh, yeah. those are my bases. Those are the ones I'll never get rid of. And they're they're literally probably at C50 or C52 or 75 by now. I don't know. Damn. Hell yeah. That's dope, man. Uh, Relic Seeds, dude. That's a breeder out of Oregon. He He's making seeds of a bunch of those strains that you're talking about. Gotta text Train. me that guy. I really, yeah. really want some good seed banks. Local, yeah. it's not, not Amsterdam. I, I go through Amsterdam and they're great. Who knows what you're getting? Same, dude. There's a lot of talent out there in the Northwest, bro. Also, Dungeons Vault Genetics, they're out of Tacoma. I'm trying to get that guy on the show. If he's listening, Eric from Dungeons Vault, I'm trying to get you on the show. I'm a big fan of your work, man. But, uh, yeah, he's he's in Washington State, dude. So um, That would be awesome to hook up with a really good breeder. I am not an educated breeder. I work with a guy. You know, a disabled guy that loves breeding, does the, you know, five-gallon pot with a yeah. non-feminized seed and then breeds them. And, you know, we just try different strains. Yeah, dude. I'm I, same. I uh, I never – as soon as I fucking got males, I used to just kill them. But, uh, I still I, do, but with him, yeah. he doesn't. But once I yeah, once I met some breeder homies, I was I would save them and I would you know right. call them like, hey man, do you want this? And they'd be like, yeah, yeah, come pick it up right now. And so it's uh, <laughs> it was good because I they were like, what do you want? And I'm like, dude, just if you make some seeds, let me try some, you know, like let me try them out. So, yeah, that's Eric and I. I'll give him a strain, you know, give him a cut or something. Like recently was. He, he, this was all him. I had no part in this one. He took Gorilla Glue. Oh, wait, yeah, I did. He took Gorilla Glue and he crossed it with every strain I gave him and every strain he had. Crossed it with Cinderella 99, Blue Dream, Synex, God Bud. Um, basically, just takes a five-gallon pot with a male and in a four-by-eight tent fits as many other females as he can in and practically sea of green, you know, because it's just a solid canopy. Yeah. And just 
pollinates every single one with a single male so you know what you're getting and some of them really turn out really well like cynics and godbud cross was pretty cool you know it's like super sativa and super indica crossed together you got fast production you got decent yield and you got a good you know 50 50 50 50 60 40 hybrid yeah man splits down the middle are always dope um my next cookie cutter question is uh how have regulations changed since you started cultivating oh my god that's a topic sorry i got text message going to um i don't want uh, to monopolize the whole thing uh, sir i'm sorry I, I forgot your name already i'm terrible at name will. will his name is will yeah will okay i don't want to monopolize if you want to take this oh your audio is cutting out for a second there man sorry about that i was saying i monopolize conversation much so oh, will no. i don't keep, keep you out of something if you want to take this one and i'll follow up no. Just let me know when to shut up is all I'm saying because I talked oh, too much. No. no, you're good. The point of these is we mainly want to hear from our guests. So, no, please go ahead. Yeah, dude. Yeah. Okay. Well, Indianapolis had absolutely no um, no cultivation laws whatsoever. Well, they had a cultivation law that says you can't put you in prison for 15 years. Yeah. So there is no medical, no medical, no nothing out there. Well, they they have a and they still have a medical like the worst cancer in the world and be dying to get it. I mean, glaucoma is in there, but I guess people trying to prove that is quite difficult. So, no, basically no medical to speak of. And the guys I knew, the, the very few, not even a handful, three maybe that got medical it's basically you buy it and you don't get to choose anything. You get some garbage G13 that's all shake delivered to you by, by uh, USPS. Or in the very beginning, they would, uh, they would actually have some almost secret service looking dude show up and give you the package and make you sign and show ID and all that kind of crap. And sometimes it was literally like trim. I mean, you know, like the stuff I make edibles with. Yeah. Little popcorn buds. I mean, smaller than like popcorn seed type buds and trim. So they had nothing. Um, fortunately now their laws are changing, I guess, and I'm leading to the whole thing. Sorry. It's just a bit of a conversation. No, it's all good, um, they're leading to it. I think they just, it was either them or Illinois that just got Requeed legal, but no stores set up. And they finally got some medical shops. The last time I knew Illinois and Indiana, 18 or 19 medical shops in the entire state, which, you know, Chicago and Indianapolis, that's. That takes up all of it right there. I think they got one in Champaign in Illinois, and I believe one in – it was right outside of – Indianapolis itself has a – someone's told me this. I've not been back in five years to see it, so this could be very incorrect information. But I believe Indianapolis got a few medical shops, but they're not like here in Washington. They're you know bulletproof glass and armed guards and all kinds of crazy crap. Damn. So that – I moved here in December of 14 when medical just popped off, I don't know, a year before that maybe, or maybe it was even that year, 13 or 14. I don't remember the year the medical jumped off here, but I got here and I was just amazed. I could walk into a store, show my ID that said I was 21, even out of state, you know, out of state ID, like, oh, sure, come on in. 35 bucks a gram for anything that was worth anything, 25, 30 for something that was just average. And I thought, this is the market to be in. 
And then I, you know, but that was just recreate. Then I found the medical shops, obviously got a medical authorization and uh, went in the medical shops and they were nice people. They actually cared. And I thought, this is the business I want to be in. You know, screw the rec area. Rec area is obviously more money, you know, growing and all that. Back then you could, I believe this could be incorrect, but I believe you could own a tier one grow or at least a tier two and own your own store as well. Now you can be a grower and producer. You can have a tier one, two, or three, be a grower and a producer, meaning you can make oil wax, you can bag it, you can market, tag it, and sell it to the stores. But legally you can't own a and a grow and a production area. And you can't own a grow and a store or own a production area and a store. You can be a grower and producer and not a store owner or a grower only or a store owner only. So they don't allow a one-stop place, meaning if I'm the yeah. guy that owns it, I am not the guy that grew your weed. I, I'm not going to yeah. be able to tell you anything about the weed unless I know from hundreds of growers that, you know, sometimes 10 cents a gram, 50 cents. A dollar a gram is probably the best you're going to see out of a, a store paying. You know, like if I were to sell, I'm still licensed to sell to, to rec shops. I just will not do it. They don't appreciate anything that's, you know, of good quality. And even if they do, they're not paying anything for it. Yeah. Um, when they shut down medical, they said they were going to merge medical. With, I don't care what they say. They lied their ass off. The few, the very, very few uh, recreational stores that are considered medically licensed, they don't have a guy in there. One of them is acceptable. Not good, but acceptable. I'm not yeah. naming names. I'm not trying to knock anybody or say anybody's bad. They just, they're in it for the money, like you said, like the Chad guy. They're not, uh, they're not, they don't, they don't care about the people. They care about, can I get a hundred dollars from whatever, whatever I can get out of your pocket is what I care about. I mean, they, right. the employees care, but the employees are not the ones that are going to sit there and read thousand page books, you know, and biochemistry books and botany books and well, they wouldn't really need to be botany, but you know, anything. I, I, I was that employee, but yeah. Really rare. Oh, really? really rare. That's awesome, man. <laughs> That's awesome. Commends to you. That's, no, you don't no, find no. those here. Keep going, man. Keep going, man. All right, I just I don't want to monopolize. Nah, man, dude, we, we dig it. I just, man, we we uh, Will and I, I met Will working at this store called Natural Wonders in Portland, and we really read a lot of shit and nerded out, um, not just on the products on the shelf, but just cannabis in general. So that that's awesome. We, that's we were awesome. better. We were better able to help patients find what would work for them. You know what I mean? We need more people like that. We really do. I mean, the world. Just a little bit less about the money. You got to make a living, but care about people. Don't sell them Cinex if they say they're trying to go to sleep, you know? Yep, absolutely. As far as the medical industry goes, I mean, it's not completely dead. They still give me multiple, uh, under my company anyway, my corporation, they give me multiple uh, cooperative licenses that have 60 plant limits, six pound limits. Um, so, I mean, it's still alive and going, but it feels like black market. I mean, it's not, but I'm not allowed to own a storefront. Which, I mean, that just kills me. Dude, that's why I moved here. Own yeah. a store. I mean, I, I was – go ahead. I was going to say, yeah. where are you out of? Washington State. Oh, okay, gotcha. When they changed the laws in Jan no, June 
I think it took effect July, but like June 30th or July 1st of 2016, it was overnight. I mean, literally overnight, tens of thousands of people, maybe not tens, at least 10,000 people, no doubt, when the state, I'm just talking about my city, but 10,000 people out of work, dude, because they, this was their life. They put millions, some millions, some several dollars. I don't, I don't, I didn't put millions in mine, but quite a few hundred dollars in a lot of places on the verge of buying a building, not leasing, but, you know, actually purchasing a building, making a storefront. And thank God I got the news like, Hey, nope, this is going to be one more year. This was in June, June or July of uh, 2015, barely a year after I moved here and on the verge of purchasing a building to be a storefront. And somebody said, I didn't want to disclose to the owner, the current owner of the store or of the building, what I was going to do, you know, so I mean, I'm kind of out of the loop. And then eventually I say to, say to another medical place, like, Hey, you guys, you know, when I open, if you want to swap, you know, trade strains, or if you guys are out of something, the guy that, you know, when you're 50 gram, I'm 12 and we're cutting each other's throats so we can swap strains. We can swap clone seeds. If you're out of blue dream, call me. We can, you know, toss you a pound and toss it back to me when you're, you know, when you, when you get your resupply and they yeah. said, what are you talking about? They said, what do you mean when you open? I said, I'm buying this place. And they said, why? I said, well, because that's what I moved here for. And they're looking at me like I'm an idiot saying, you're going to spend a quarter of a million dollars on this building and then another hundred and 150 K to, to renovate and get it up to code. And it's closing in a year. I said, why would I close in a year? They said, oh, you didn't know. I said, no, what? They said, uh, June 30th or whatever of 16, this is all gone. I said, you got to be fucking kidding me. And guy's like, nope. He said, I, I don't remember if he owned five stores, three or four or five. He owned three I know of. But I might have been a partner in a fourth and a fifth. And this guy was a big time guy in comparison to me. I can't say his name, you know, just anonymity and such. But I mean, this guy had. I don't want to say plant numbers, honestly, because it's it's a federal thing. Not that I'm worried about it, but I don't want anybody no, no, coming to me okay. asking me questions. Okay. Or, you know, it's I okay. hate the secrecy of it all, but I just don't want to cause Stay any harm to people. But he, Stay ninja, brother. <laughs> yeah, right, he, I'll, was, he was big time in comparison to me. I mean, I you know I might have a couple hundred thousand dollar rows. He this dude had millions in grows or a couple anyway. And thank God I found this out because, you know, I was going to spend upwards of 400K on a a building, well, a building in in Reno to get everything going. And all of a sudden it was, nope, not going to do that. And here I am now, no storefront. You know, it's just, it's shit. It's all because the government wanted taxation and didn't care about the. So do you think, uh, do you ever think about moving to a different state to try and take the, st- the things that you've learned, um, a, a state that's medical about to flip direct so that you can set up shop and, and be at an advantage compared to everybody else as far as experience wise. I have absolutely considered it. My problem is I'm a bought so many houses and planted roots here. Um, uh, Selling everything here and just moving would be a Herculean task. But I've honestly, you know, putting some capital together, you know, putting a couple hundred grand together and looking at either California, 
California's laws are amazing. And from what I understand, California is like the number one, always has been, I can say this because it doesn't matter. Everyone knows California has been America's number one supplier of cannabis forever. So you can grow 500 plants in California, which is of course way over the federal limit, but uh, it's still a misdemeanor, even if you don't have a medical license. Considered California and now um, Bachel. This is just something that a buddy of mine who just moved to Oregon said. So I, you can't quote me on this. This is, you know, one person telling me this. He's yeah. a credible source, but I don't know if he knows. He's not the type of guy to really call up the prosecutor and say, is this true? You know, the kind of yeah. guy that'll get the license and do whatever he wants and, you know, that kind of thing. There's, yeah, there's no he plant claimed, limit in Oregon. If, if you have a rec license, there's no plant limit. Okay, yes, yeah, I didn't know that, but I don't want to be recreational at all. I want to be yeah. medical only. I don't care. I don't care if the difference is I make 200 grand. I'm not rich. I love money, but I love people more than I love money. Yeah. So I considered Oregon because he said Oregon is going, again, this is a claim. I don't know this to be a fact. Yeah. He says Oregon is going to be the only state that has the legal ability to ship to all 50 states or 48 continental states when federal decriminalization happens. So I've considered Oregon because I think is either 125 or 150 for just a basic license. And that's, that's insane. The things that I have to go through here, showing seed to sale ratio, showing uh, all four people actually, four people in the co-op all actually contributed and all these things that I have to do to maintain a co-op is just insane. You know, yeah. they, they want to see damn near down to the numbers everything i do it's not cctv you know it's not on camera like rec shops but it's crazy so i you know if i could go to oregon dump everything i have here take a million there start over then yeah i probably yeah it's it's still seed to sale tracked with cameras and everything in oregon bro if you get Is a rec license even and for medical no nah, that's for rec for medical you can only uh well, if you have more than two cards medical, you can only have four as a grower. And then you can't have wow. more than 48 on a property, 48 plants. So, yeah, see, I it's, figured it's, this guy it's, might have been. It's, 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 yeah, it's hella limited, man. And if you have more than 12 plants, like more than two cards as a medical grower, then you have to get the seed to sale tracking program that the state uses for the rec system. So you yeah. still have to track everything with the computer. And it's, uh, I don't know, dude, I left just cause it was not worth it anymore. And the, uh, to be rec in Oregon, they're not handing out any more licenses, I think until 20, 2022 or something. Cause it's, it was seriously flooded for a couple of years there. So Oh yeah, they were they were talking about throwing. What do you envision for the future of the medical program in Washington? Like, it, it feels like everything's been whittled away with the rec program, and it's uh, like you say, harder to operate as a as a medical business or or entity. Um, what what do you think the future looks like for the medical program in that state? Do you think they're just going to do away with it and make people go to the store? I wish I was a psychic. I wish I could just predict. I honestly don't know, but I mean, I, I don't think, I mean, as, as, as swiftly as they took away, I mean, overnight, just shut down every single dispensary. 
obviously they could just shut down medical completely. But if they do that, they're going to their court systems are going to be flooded with underground people. I'm not I won't be underground. I've got popped in Indy and I won't ever, ever be underground again in my life. But if they actually Dang. shut down medical and said, OK, all your co-ops are gone, you can have four to six plants and that's all you can have. Man, I'm out of here. Yeah, I, mean, I, I hope that's not what they do. That's basically what happened in Oregon, man. It's like you can have 12 plants as a medical grower. Anything more than that, you got to be on the computer. And and in addition to being on the computer with the metric uh, computer program, you're, sus- you're open to inspections. Like the OHA can come through and right, make right. sure every- they count your plants, all that shit. So I'm like, fuck, that's whack. Because you know what I mean? Like, because they... They do yeah. heli- they do helicopter flyovers like no matter what they do every here single too. year every single year and it's like they're just it's like you could have more more plants than you had cards for and still be okay for for the summer you know what I mean it's like and if somebody did like if if I had like say I had six extra plants say I, I somebody didn't fill out their paperwork and get me their card on time but it's fucking September dude what I'm gonna do cut these down. Fuck no, I'm gonna wait till Fuck October. No. You know what I mean? So yeah, in my head, I was like, if somebody did come and inspect and be like, "You have six extra," that's all I would do. I'm like, okay, you can, you want to confiscate these or cut them down or like. You that's want what they to- would say. Yeah. Here, they're actually not so bad. They'll give you twenty. You're over your limit. They'll, we're coming back tomorrow. You know, five, if, if they were there at five o'clock, they say we'll be back here at five o'clock tomorrow. These have to be gone. Don't care what you do with them. That's the nice, the nice uh, LG. What is it called? Liquor can LCB. The dickhead LCB guys, and I've only heard of these guys. I've not dealt with the dickhead guys, but the dick guys, I guess, are like, okay, pick out the. You know, you got five over. Pick out the five you want gone. Chop them in front of us, and we're taking them, or you can shred them and do whatever. You know, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, that's I mean, to me, that's still a fucking cool cop move. You know what I mean? It's like I agree. if you're just gonna I... let me cut if you're just gonna let me cut them down, then cool. Cause that's that's what should be expected, you know, because the laws voted for like it's a waste of budget and time to fucking sit there and it is. It is. The law is like, bullshit. Yo, cutting these down makes it compliant and you can leave. So that's that's fine, right. you know. Most of the guys here that uh, that I know of people that have dealt with, most of them, uh, I think the largest fine I've ever heard of is 200 bucks, and they gave them four hours. You know, like they get, I think they didn't even give them a choice. It's like, do you want a, do you want a $218 fine or like 200 bucks plus cost was 218 or do you want to cut them down now and give you 24 hours to get rid of the overage and give you a $218 come back 20 Four hours later, and if they're gone, all you got to do is pay a $218 fine or no fine, chop them in front of us, and we're good. Which I can't argue with that. That's that's fair. Yeah. The laws aren't fair, but they're they're upholding of the law. I they're they're pretty good. Yeah, and uh, my uncle up there in Washington, he had a retail location that was his um, originally, and then I think it was it might have been the state of Washington or maybe just the seat. The city of Seattle, they changed the zoning laws to where uh, medical dispensaries had to be a thousand feet from a school or school zone instead of yep. 500 feet. So he was within 
a thousand, but outside of 500. So when they changed that law, like he got a letter from the feds, man. And it basically he wasn't said, even grandfathered then. Yeah. And he, he it, the letter just said, you have 30 days to close. Wow. We're going to come see you. You know what I mean? And so he closed the next day. Oh, like he was shook. Like, fuck that. You know what I mean? I'm yeah. Closing. I don't mess with feds, dude. Yeah, dude. <laughs> and, the shit out of me. and one of his homies got the same letter. And stayed open like another week. And on that third day, he got raided, bro. Wow. You know I mean? Yeah. So it was just like. At least they sent a letter. I mean, it's better than just kicking your. Yeah. That's that's what I thought, too. I was like, I mean, you know, like that's. I I would have taken that as a warning, too. Like, uh, oh, uh, yeah. I get any letter from the government, dude. There. It'll. I'm gone. I'm out of here. Yeah. And so a- after that, the. Uh, Cause, dude, there was a fucking clinic where you could get the card on one side of the building, and then the fucking medical dispensary on the other yep. side, so you could go and fucking get registered That's awesome. and then go grab what medicine. State it, was, was that? it was butter. That was in Seattle, out there in Washington. Wow. Yeah, it was. It was like that for maybe like a year, I think, and then he had to close, and then he still had the the doctor's office, but started doing the uh the farmer's market thing and that's when i really started working for him was going to the northwest cannabis market and just post up at the table there i I like that setting a lot too because there was a lot of different vendors in there and we had some really awesome medicine that was uh competitive with everyone else and there was a lot of garbage too you know there's a lot of guys pushing volume and I don't know. When when yeah. I decided to do my own thing, I settled somewhere in the middle. Like, okay, I'm not going to pay a shit ton of money for nutrients because I can't afford that. And I'm going to use the sun because I can afford that. And then it's like once I started reading about making soil and um, just compost tea and shit like that, I was like, ooh, I'm doing this, man. So Yeah. yeah. I really do want to learn the compost tea. So I haven't, I haven't dove into that yet. I mean, I know how uh, microbials, but I don't know, you know, just 55 gallon bucket, warm room, air bubble, three to five days when it foams, you're good. But the teas, I don't know anything about. Yeah, dude. How, how I would do it is I would, I would have different mixes for veg and for flour. And I would just put Is that your nutrients there. in general, or is that just an amendment? That's, yeah, that's amendments. I would use the same amendments I used in the soil. You know what I mean? And Got it. Certain ones for veg and certain ones for bloom. And I would just put more of that in the tea bag. And I would, my window was between 18 and 24 hours. And there was, yeah, because then you can smell it. When it still smells sweet, it's good to go. But there was one time I could smell it. It smelled weird. It was sour and fucking just ugly and gross. Yeah. I didn't Don't use that. I, I, I poured it anyway, bro, and I could see the fucking difference. It, it's like uh, when the the bacteria goes anaerobic or something. That's when it's bad. Yeah, like, you want you want aerobic respiration, not anaerobic. Yeah, yeah. So it, it set me back probably a week or so, week or two. No doubt, no doubt. So you put like, your dry amendments along with all of your in the bucket with the air stone in a warm room. Put yeah, just the yeah. Amendments. Yeah, I'd use okay. a paint like a paint strainer, and then I'd have like a, a a PVC pipe going into it, and then I'd fucking tie it around the PVC pipe, and that would be blowing air into the tea bag too. Gotcha. Yeah, I got, and, that's something I've got to learn. That's that's 
once I get this part down, you know, and get the, all the amendments straightened out, I'm new to this. That, that is my next, that or whatever the most, the, you know, the most pertinent next step of organic growing, that's, that's what I need to learn. Yeah. And man, like I've, I've read stuff online where it's kind of a crapshoot. Guys are like, man, you can't really control how much bacteria of one kind or the other is going to be in there. And I felt like I could with adding the certain amendments, you know what I mean? But yeah, well, there's a yeah, balance. Like, you know. I, I wanted to get a, a microscope where I could see the bacteria. You know what I mean? We got one. Absolutely. Off. That's that's me. I yeah, because we, we got one, I think it was 2015, me and my buddy Michael, uh, he was out there in Tiger. They had fucking a lot of chloramine, like bad shit in their water for the microbes. So uh, I use I, RO like, water only. Yeah, we we ordered a microscope so we could look at the teeth, and it wasn't, it just wasn't strong enough. Like, you could see that there were bacteria in there and moving around, but you couldn't tell the difference between like species or anything it's like Got you it. couldn't see the shapes of them it's like you could just see them floating around so it was like man a little higher that's, higher definition maybe yeah and that, to me that would be tailor-made you know what i mean if you can figure out how many of each one because you could just do a sample slide for each batch and just be like, okay yeah that's where we want it let's fucking pour that shit you know because you could even take samples at different times during the brew, like one at 12 hours, one at 18, one at 24. Right. Yeah. Figure out the so. optimal time, the optimal temperature, the right amount of air. Figure Get it down to a science where you know exactly what you're Yeah, man. Yeah. And also, if you get on Instagram, there's this guy called Joshua Steensland, and he's out of Walla Walla, Washington, man. So same state as you. He does this no-till indoor. Because I always felt super organic just doing my own soil and compost tea and water like that's what i would tell my patients is no newts just compost tea and water man it's clean medicine but he awesome. but he doesn't even use compost tea man it's just the fan leaves from the plants and water the whole cycle dude and i'm like really he's eating yeah. the plant back to itself and yeah, composting dude. that yeah, it's like his game is tight. Joshua Steensland, dude. Look him up on IG. I thought his of game that concept. I, I did not know if that was a possibility. You know, it kind of seemed like can Yeah, man. He's got a game. And so I'm, I'm impressed with his work, too, as far as organic stuff goes. So he's somebody that I'm inspired by as a cultivator. So that's just a suggestion I have for you, man. If you're getting into the making soil shit, then check yeah, him out. That sounds badass. Cause he's pretty dope. I, we had him on the show for episode two, and he's he said he's on like the tenth tenth cycle in those same beds in, in his in his home grow. And his no till. See, I I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if I stomach. I'm gonna try the no till thing. This I probably mixed. I don't know between two and four thousand gallons of soil in an eight cubic yard uh, wheelbarrow by hand and i'm telling you it's not easy it's not fun it's expensive it's a job so i mean yeah. i'm gonna try the no-till thing but re-amending and making sure everything's good that's why i started with the red wigglers because i figured you know they're gonna they're gonna run through and compost as best they can and multiply yeah so i'm gonna try it but it i don't know it just it bugs the hell out of me just pulling a root ball out and sticking another plant in you know it's to me 
Yeah, that's it's insane to me too, bro. That's when I look at his IG feed. I'm like, holy shit! Like, it's like not changing your underwear or something, you know? I, it's man, he has fire. Like, I got to sample the the grease monkey flower and the grease monkey flower rosin that he made. Shit, it was tight. I was just like, man, it's some fucking fire ass weed, dude. Just water, only water. Like, what the fuck? That's crazy. I, I will say just to play devil's advocate, there are yep. some pretty there are some pretty interesting arguments against no till that that now, are, let's hear that shit, Will. Yeah. Uh well I'm not like I, I can't rem, um I remember pig farm. I remember pig farm. Like, I'm, I'm not the most like versed on it, but it made sense to me. I, I feel like most uh a lot of organic growers that, you know, do that aren't that you know they don't do nil t- no till maybe question the aspect of like flushing in in you know yeah, like there's no till system yeah, because no there's flush. no flush but how do you also make sure that the soil has like the nutrients that it needs at proper levels yet you're like only you know i get i mean i guess you taper it down towards the end but at the same time like i don't know just like the um i remember someone telling me who grew nutel is like oh i don't flush i don't need to flush and it's yeah, like you don't well, you, don't, it's you not, don't flush or it's, yeah. it's not it's yeah, not you a don't, thing you don't or, have to because it's not to. no you the the reason that you have to flush when you're growing indoors because the plant is taking up nutrients into it. and so if if you smoke those after it's dried inside the plant, it's not good for your lungs so that's why those guys have to flush it with just water at the end but if you're growing in organic soil like the way I was or no-till or anything like that, you're not putting nutrients in there. So the plant doesn't have any any synthetic shit with chemicals inside of it, like the whole cycle. So you don't have to flush I it. I get that now. I do what do you mean, that. though? They're, they're put nu- they put nutrients in no-till. No, they don't. Like that's the whole no-till thing is you don't. You don't do newts like uh, green source gardens. Like they don't use newts, man. They just fucking reamend. Right, their right. Soil. They don't use newts from from the uh, the grocery store, but they use like like you know they still use uh, like compost. And, yeah, but that's and, that's and the concrete. difference. It's the the shit that you buy from the store has chemicals in it that are in the plant that you have to flush out if you're using them. You know what I mean? Like you have to get them out before you harvest the plant. But organically, you're not putting that into the plant. You know what I mean? Right. So, well, yeah, but uh, yeah, so, I mean, I get it. But also, I would argue that you'd want to flush some things out that <laughs> that you that you know don't come from the grocery store. Yeah. yeah. Well, and like it's uh, like there's no you don't have to flush if you're growing truly organic. Like that's that's how I would talk shit to guys on IG because they'd say organic in their name or in their logo or something, and they'd have a big-ass bottle of shit in the background of their photo. And I'm just like, that's not organic, bro. Like, you're pouring some shit on there that you have to flush out at the end, you know what I mean? Like, Right, well, well, my question is, though, what's the difference, like, if you give as a bloom booster, like, close to finish, like, Chick, chicken shit from your farm. You're you know, you, to you the, the, got, you're gonna have to flush that out. Still, you're not gonna yes. like. You can't put chicken. You can't like amend your your no-till soil with chicken shit, which isn't technically gross. Oh, just chicken shit. Store, and then like not flush it out. You know. Well, there's no like because the chicken shit you use that in veg, but even then it's like 
it's not getting into the plant really you know what i mean like there's no unless the chickens ate some fucking poisonous shit and the poison was in their poop too and And who knows i'm yeah they could have i'm playing devil's advocate i also yeah and also think like that a lot of a lot of uh time at harvest the no-till no-till grown doesn't the plant doesn't look dead enough to me like it's not supposed to be dead but you're not supposed to be harvesting you know green it doesn't look like healthy you know it has to be it's got you know the the no-till heart like when i've seen people harvesting no-till it doesn't it's not like fading to to yellow like i usually see that's why it fades will is because they're taking it's not really getting that shit through the soil that it's sitting in it's getting it through the bottom but i agree with what you're saying as far as but guys in oregon have to pull it early you know what yeah. i mean so it's like if you wait until the plant starts looking a little bit dead or start changing color like it's already fucking molded inside yeah. i don't mean to jump in and interrupt i just wanted to know something real quick bunch of things to say about all these t- um i texted a whole bunch of people when i was going on this podcast and some of them are just back to me what do i tell them to look at on youtube are we live on youtube and yeah, yeah we're, live podcast? YouTube. we're live on youtube right now they can search concerned dabs podcast c-o-n-c-e-r-n-e-d space d-a-b-s space podcast i missed that i'm sorry so type in <laughs> that concerned like c-o-n-c-e-r N-E-D. Right. Got that part. Concerned. Dabs. D-A-B-S. Like doing dabs. Right. Dabs. Yeah, and Will, just Concerned Dabs up. podcast. Yeah, Will came up with that name, man. We'd always, Will would always post pictures of himself doing dabs on IG like the kids do. <laughs> and he'd be like, here are some Concerned Dabs I did after work today. Echo, electuary, zombie, ghost train, haze, or whatever. I'm like laughing. That's, that's the coolest. That's the coolest name ever, man. That's what we gotta call it. Concerned dad. <laughs> Cause that was the look on his face. You know what I mean? It's like, holy <laughs> shit, this is a big dab, man. I gotta yeah. fucking. I'm concerned. I'm concerned. I'm concerned. Yeah. All right. Okay. So, uh, can I address a few things on that yeah, yeah, last topic? Is wanna, that cool? Yeah, whatever you want to talk about. You guys were going at it, and I just, you know, I'm new to this. I, Will had a lot of good points that I lean toward what Will was saying because being an aeroponic grower, um, my plants are spent. I mean, they are literally spent when I cut them. There are a few clientele that really love my northern lights, and they want it, not what I would call early, but they, they want it when the trichomes are not fully translucent or transparent, but fully translucent, no amber, nothing like that. Yeah. So I'll take, a, I'll take a few tops off without flushing just, for, just specifically for that clientele. Yeah. But the rest, the rest of the clientele, with, with the aeroponic systems I have and everything I, I build below it, it's all just PVC. So it's just turning knobs to where it you know i've got a huge ro tank so basically the pumps stay running i dump the whole system at one end you know at at this end i'm dumping at this end i'm filling so fresh water is going straight in there yeah you know fresh ro with nothing in it it's not ph but you know just fresh ro so i dump every single thing and 
you just use a basic ppm meter and a ph meter so at the very end um control area where everything's going out when i see very very close to zero ppm and somewhere around seven six eight or seven seven one ph i shut the input off i shut the dump off and it goes a week to, you know not seven to ten days and by the time they're done, there's not a yellow, I mean, there's not a green leaf on the plant besides the buds. I and mean, they're absolutely spent. They've used every bit of nitrogen, phosphorus, potassium, anything in there whatsoever. So that's my net, my general nature is to do that. Just so you get nothing but white ash when you're done. It's clean. There's nothing in it. But these are synthetics. So you clearly want that out for, you know, for customer, you know, customer, myself, whoever, anyone's lungs, you don't want that in there. My my lack of, of knowledge and understanding with organic growing and everything that I talk to about with organic growers is, especially the no-till guys, this this no-till thing, it 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 bothers me. I mean, I'm going to give it a shot, but I'm worried I'm gonna I'm not worried I'm gonna kill somebody, but I'm worried somebody's gonna say, Oh my god, this tastes like pure ass, you know, or something bad. Yeah, that's a pig farm be talking that shit on no till he's like no till still tastes like hey. <laughs> I, like, use, you know, I like, use I use a a basic line. I use uh down to earth I, I they're all purpose. They're it's something similar to hygrozyme, it's kinda like biolive, I guess. I use basically every product they have except the things that just make no difference, you know, like green green soil, green sand, whatever that one is. Yeah. Um, anyway, I just had someone text me and say they're watching. So you got another viewer. All right. Thanks, man. Anyway, uh, my misunderstanding or my, my lack of understanding, I should say, is that if I'm using every product that are dry amendments from down to earth nutrients and I'm putting in tons of nitrogen phosphorus and potassium i don't use boosters in this i don't use sweeteners in this no turbinator turbinator is organic so i've considered using that just as a you know turp producer yeah but short of that if i'm using nothing but organic dry amendments and nutrients and in the end there's literally no way to flush that out i mean what how they say the plant is only going to uptake what it's hard to get nutrient burn i believe that i with with aeronics, I push my plants to where I see the tips of nutrient burn, and then I back it off just slightly. Yeah. These guys, it's like super soil. Yeah. Right. These guys in the in the organic, you know, the, these female plants. I mean, in the organic soil, I don't get nutrient burn. So, I mean, I'm not concerned that I'm not because they under, they explain they being the people I talk to about organic growing, explain the plant's going to use what it wants and not what it doesn't. My my concern and question is how. how how is it that all that NPK and any other ancillary is not going to be in that plant when I chop it? Because I'm at week, I think I'm at week six and a half in this room. I think I got 10 days to pull this room at eight weeks and I'm probably going to pull it at nine or 10, but very few of them are yellowing out. And the ones that are yellowing out, it's my fault because I didn't amend them well enough. You know, in the beginning being new, this is my first dirt grow in my life. Yeah. So the ones that are yellowing are my fault, but so the, the, the direct question is, just like Will was saying, when the plants are still green, they don't look spent, the trichomes are translucent, almost turning amber, the plant yeah. says it's done, but you see yeah. all this nitrogen, you know they're not spent. How How is that not going to produce black ash 
and tastes like shit. Well, like to mine never did, dude. And I like I wouldn't feed tea the last week or two. Um, just because I, I don't know if I was trying to get that same effect you guys are talking about, but right. it, it, there was still no no crackle or pop. There was there was no newts in there. But um when you're talking about burn, like dude, when I started using bat guano, like it's a bloom phase thing that I would yeah. put in my tea. Like, dude, it would turn the tea fucking orange, yeah, and yellow. So I was like, okay, I got to back up off of that. And I figured out how much you only need, like, a cup for, like, a fucking 50-gallon barrel. You only need one cup of bat guano for that. So basically stop using the ancillaries toward the end, and, and but you still yeah. have no way to flush out the NPK of dry and Yeah. And so, like, that, that is a valid do some more research on that to see what the difference is because uh even if you're growing conventionally in the soil you know what i mean and you you cut off your nutrients for the last week or two to flush it's still in soil and it's still going right. to take up some of those soil nutrients well so. see i'm not i don't amend whatsoever unless a plant should so basically the soil i mix you know it cooks outside for however long it's going to be in the pot and you know the worms do their thing and all that then the fab pots go in there and they just grow. So it's basically just water and all the amendments, all the NPK is all still in there. Yeah. And they, and just like Will was saying, they don't look spent. They don't look done. They look green. They're, I mean, their trichomes are showing they're done. They're not producing any more weight, you know, as far as you can see. But they don't look like, hey, I'm done. Chop me down. I just don't know. Going from aeroponics which is which is what I've been doing for more than a decade to to this organic thing. I'm just concerned in a few weeks when I chop these and there's no yellow leaves, there's nothing that makes them look spent, you know, should I expect a lot of black ash? Should I expect a lot of NPKs to be in there? I don't I know, but everybody I says soil tastes so much better. Yeah, I would not, dude, cuz like my plants growing up, when they start blooming, fan leaves start dying and turning yellow, you know what I mean? Like that's just a, a phase thing for me but uh okay so when, these when, should yellow out then yeah like those once they hit like yeah towards the end like when you were talking about the trichomes too how some of your clientele wanted you to chop them early like the reason that is you're probably getting it lab tested and the thc number is higher when you pull them a couple weeks early but also the effect if it's northern lights it's probably leaning to yeah. more towards the sativa. sativa effect yeah. and that's what they like they love the northern but they want the away yeah but also too dude like if you had that tested um uh, against the ones that you let finish fully the mm -hmm. ones that you pulled the ones that you pulled earlier would test higher in thc yeah, yeah i was just saying about well no-till too like um, I don't know if we touched earlier on the definition of no-till, uh, but the de definition of no-till is, is literally and simply put, no, you, you do not till the soil, like you nope. do not disturb it, you know, it has nothing to do with, you know, where you get the nutrients you add from or not buying nutrients from the grow store or any of that, it just is literally the act of not disturbing the soil. Um, okay. Yeah, that's a like yeah. green source gardens. Like they, they're true no till. They're out there in the mountains, and they yeah. you know they just plant in the same place every year. But I'm I'm not the hugest fan of their flower. You know what I mean? Like it doesn't right. taste the best to me. 
But no. Joshua Steensland growing no-till indoor under artificial light, I was impressed with his product, you know? Definitely, definitely. And same process, just different environment, you know? Like, just add water. Yep. Which, which yep. I think is dope. But, and I don't know what his trick was to, you know, I, I don't understand the difference either, but I would like to do Will, more research. You, yeah. Will, Go could for- you elaborate a little bit more on the... Uh, as in literally, like... Like, as the definition reads, literally, like, no no tilling of the soil through, like, agitation by either, whether it be machinery or, like, you're, you know, tilling the soil, soil as in mixing it around for the next, like, that type of stuff. I understood that part completely. What I guess what I was asking is, with a no-till technique, you still do, once you chop it and you pull, you know, as much of the root ball out as you can... Uh, you still reamend. I mean, obviously, you put more amendment, and that was my understanding. So, I don't know that I've got to. I've got to do a whole lot of research. I mean, you know, a couple, you know, thousand-page books on on all this organic stuff because it's 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 for me it's guesswork. Yeah. Uh, aeroponics is so simple. If if you've got a bad enough deficiency in aeroponics, like I was saying earlier. I turn a knob on my one and a quarter inch PVC. I dump it. I fill it. I put the nutrients back in. And in two or three days, it's they're back to being happy. You know, just just leaves like this staring at the light. Just thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And soil for me, when I have a deficiency, I top dress and, you know, churn it in there, water the hell out of it, make sure it all, you know, gets in as best as possible. It's not a two or three day turnaround. It's a week or two turnaround, you know, to see a, a real improvement. And and I'm guessing at what it needed. So I'm hoping that what it needed fixed it. Yeah, man. When homies would ask me like what's wrong, feeding it nutrients. They'd be like, Yeah, like which line? They'd be like, Man, I'd be like, okay, so don't feed it nudes for a week and just pH the water. Right. Like if it if it doesn't bounce back after that, then fuck, I don't know what to tell you. You know what I mean? But I'm just like new to all this, trying to pick everybody's brain and understand what I you know. Because that's that's one thing my uncle taught me is he's like, if you can't figure it out, he's like, just pH the water, man. Make sure it's the same. That's what I've heard from everybody. Is- Back and off the nutrients. Yeah, man. He's like, it, it's it's locking everything out because it's got too much of something or too less of something. He's like, you need to just feed it water. So I'm like, okay, I watched cool. the uh, Grandmaster Level Grower show on YouTube. Part of a podcast. They're live, you know. And uh, he says the same thing. And he he's a not an organic grower, but he says the exact same thing. He says, if your plants have problems, stop feeding. My issue is... I'm not feeding them. When I mix the soil, I'm putting dry amendments in. So I have no way to go and pick out every little granule of stuff in there. So my only recourse is to amend with something, you know, if it's zinc or magnesium or nitrogen or whatever it looks like, is to amend with a dry nutrient amendment that would fix whatever deficiency looks possible. Yeah. My main thing, dude, is just making sure that enough bacteria to break down whatever in the soil and feed it to the plant that's like the whole compost tea shit that's why i wanted to use a microscope because right. it's like what if we're feeding it the wrong ones you know what i mean we, we exactly. want the ones that, that we want what, the ones to, to eat up the veg material in the veg phase yeah. and then we want the ones to eat up the flower material in the flower phase you know what i mean so it i couldn't I am that same guy that whatever shit. i 
Yeah, I'm the same guy. Whenever I start the teams, you know, start learning about that, the first, you know, the, the prerequisite of that is having a strong enough microscope to be able to identify every strain of bacteria that I'm putting in there and know they're alive, they're working, they're not being eaten by other bad bacteria. No doubt, man. No I doubt. agree with you there, I'm saying. Okay, so... Will said he's got to shake here in a bit. Um, I actually do have to shake too. I got to go meet my neighbor downstairs. We're going to go uh, make cool. some moves on a Sunday night. Um, is there any sort of ideas you want to promote for the future? Um, <coughs> Johnny, Mr. Johnny Walker Green. I would like to see, and this is not at all that I disagree with soil growth. Can't argue with the, the thousands of years that it's been done well you know hundreds of thousands of years but as far as as cannabis cultivation goes i'm not arguing i'm knocking soil at all i'm i'm simply me i'm just the guy that that designs aeroponic systems and loves it i understand that's not everybody's cup of tea i would simply like to see uh i would go in and set up you know as long as they buy the materials and they agree not to go trademark and give it to other people i would like to set up some of my systems and do and have uh not rec shops not big people they're just going to steal my shit repatent it under some other little elbow or you know configuration but a lot of the medical guys around here i'd like to set up a system for them and say hey just give us a shot you guys are helping me with the organic side of things let me set you up a little Show them the, the interesting side, you know, when it comes to not necessarily just cannabis, but everything, food production, every single thing, aeroponics. Sorry to hold you guys up. I'll make this quick. Yeah. No worries. If you guys, if you guys have a, let's say a, a blue dream strain in my aeroponic room with uh, anywhere from 12 to 1500 ppm with a CO2 burner and the triple redundancy aeroponic RDWC and NFT systems I build, you can shave two weeks off of it. And you can foxtail it, not the bad foxtailing, not the, you know, little foxtailing. But I mean, you can foxtail it. I get baseball bat buds, literally. I mean, it looks like I'm making it the size of my head, but picture a baseball bat. I mean, the black black domino I pulled down was from literally my forearm there and this big around i can grab a button and show you real quick after it's dry and i don't yeah. I, I mean i know i'm not an indoor but the educated soil grower i see they're doing indoor in gavita you know 1000 des that i use they just don't seem to produce as quickly or you know whatever and there's a there's a fair argument to okay you're doing can't be as good i get that i do yeah. i understand that makes perfect sense the That's... flavor's not there there's something missing i understand that i can't seem to get the great big one out of it. but you know this is just if you can see that at all word yeah yeah it's that's on, that's a six week six and a half week pull from an ionic system you know yeah that's that's <laughs> mostly what i've read about it too a bigger year that's than happened. last time dry. this is dried and cured ready to go yeah, like you can squeeze six more and cycles. And a half weeks, in. You know? Yeah. Word. So, uh, do you have any social media that you'd like to get on? Uh, as far as like other podcasts or what do you? 
Yeah, if if you want to talk about, you said you appeared on another podcast or something. Yeah. Like anything you want to you, you want to promote that's yours online. If you have a website or a Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, whatever you whatever Snapchat, I don't know. Like that's that's how people are linking up nowadays. They see your pictures on the internet and think it's. I get cool. that. Yeah, I'm a I'm a bit private, so I'm not going to plug myself by any means. Any you know. any companies you work with, whatever you plug, man. Like it's 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 realistically. Your, this is my first grow with organics and the first dry amendment. I swear by these guys. I mean, it does seem like you really do like with synthetics, you've got to use a quarter strength or half strength. These guys, they're pretty on point with saying, you know, if they say you use a cup per this amount of soil, you know, they're pretty factual. I went half strength and realized you really do need to follow their direction. So down to earth nutrients is great. As far as I can see, um, as far as other podcasts that people want a lot, I mean, just a vast amount of knowledge. Uh, Grandmaster level grower on YouTube, that guy is insane with knowledge. And he, he's a lot similar to myself. He'll do side-by-sides. I mean, just absolute down to the gram, watt per light production, all that kind of thing. That's um, dope. I dig when guys document the math like that, man. I know, yeah. I know. This this guy goes to the, ex- the extreme of documenting everything. That's so tough. other than that, no, I, I really don't plug much. You know, I plug. Um, that's about it. Okay. Well, it's all I'm good. I'm certainly not trying to get customers from this at all. I just, you know, wanted yes. to get some enlightenment on the organic thing and all that. Yeah. Yeah. All good, man. I I, I got your number. Talk, man. Maybe we can trade for right. uh, for an aeroponic plant system or something. Awesome. Uh, awesome. Sounds cool to me because I want to try that and see, just see what it's like too. Because I got mad soil game, homie. Whatever kind well, of come over and check mine out. You know, if you're ever I'm, in Washington, I'll, I'll send you I'm, my address through I'm text. And you can come over and check mine out. I'm and down. Maybe I'm tell, try- me, tell me some things I'm doing wrong in the organic yeah. side of things. All good, man. Like, I, uh, I'm i actually I'm finishing an album, and when I hit the road, I'm going to definitely do a show in Spokane. There's a studio I want to record at, and it'd be cool to check out some cultivators like yourself and, and cool. see what it's about, man. Um, and then also, like, when, when's your organic stuff going to wrap? Is it like, are you just going into bloom? Is it going to be a month or two or something? Are you down to come back on the show and talk about your results and whatnot? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I'll, I'll, man, I'll come in here anytime you want. Okay, cool, dude. Be, uh, it'll be wrapped in, it. my calendar says 10, 9 to 11 days. They don't look done to me, so I'm paranoid that they're, you know, not done. So I'll probably let him go an extra week just until they start yellowing a little more. But yeah, a couple of weeks, my my very first organic grow will be getting pulled. Dope. Well, I'm I'm excited to hear about it. We'll hit you back up and and hear your uh your take on it because it's it's good to hear that a, a hydro guy is switching to soil. And, you know what I mean? At least at least had the nerve to try it. You know what I mean? Most guys <laughs> just read about it. Ah, fuck that man. Like, so that's that's cool. I get, man. I get the soil, the soil, religiously soil people. I just, oh, I would like to plug one thing. Okay. Um, if anybody does want to learn about aeroponics, there are videos that I watched when I was younger, and this is just where I started. You know, it's it's a very basic thing. It's called see more buds. Just the word C S E E M O R E B U D S. You can get it on Pirate Bay. You can buy it. Uh, you know, how, whatever way you acquire it. Actually, I think some of it's, 
volume one of Seymour Buck goes from cloning to harvest, and I believe it's called something like, I mean, Seymour Buds, but I believe the the first episode of it is called something like How to Grow Six Pounds in 80 Days or something like that. It's just, if you don't know anything about aeroponics, these are very basic systems. They're like, they'll breed a lot of pythium. You can't keep the room 80 degrees like they say. There's a million things that they say that are incorrect in the video, but it'll at least give you the idea. No doubt. Well, I appreciate you guys having me on here. Let me Oh, yeah. Yeah, no problem, man. We we appreciate you taking the time, man. And it's good to hear no your problem. experience, especially, uh, man, because it's unique, dude. And, and you're in the game. You came from Indianapolis to Washington. You know what I mean? So got to be legal. Yeah, man. Hell yeah. Being compliant to me also is important. I don't want to fucking go to jail or get in trouble anymore for weed. It's like yeah. I can fill out an application and I don't agree with the laws. The shit. I don't agree with the laws, but I I don't care for prison. Good. <laughs> yeah, man. Same, dude. I don't want to get in trouble anymore. That's that's why I'm trying to nope. do this podcast to educate people and and share experiences too, man. So we really appreciate you helping us same do here. that. And I don't, I'll, uh, one, I don't do one plant over my over my limit. Same, man. Same. Well, uh, I'll send you the links um, when I got them. The the Spotify, I think, doesn't upload till Tuesday, so I'll text that to you That's when I got good. it. And I would love a copy of this video. Yeah, dude. I'll send you the YouTube link too, man. Once it's done, um, and I'll I'll text it. The YouTube downloader. That's the one I use, dude. But all right, um, man. Well, thanks for having me. And if Jesse left the room, but. Really appreciate you guys having me. Yeah, no doubt. We appreciate you too. So I'm going to do my outro dance, folks. This was the 21st episode of Concerned Dabs Podcast. I was your host, KDM Kane. With me was my co-host, Will Turks. Yo, yo. Signing off. Uh, thank our guest, Johnny Walker from Johnny Walker Green out of Washington State. Um, I also give a shout out to my guys in production. Mitchell Wilson and Jesse Curry. This has been a main node and Joseph Street Enterprise production.